Hi, this is Ben Lowell, and welcome to Back to the Bible Canada with Dr. John Newfeld. Well, we conclude our series today, Back to the Bible Canada's 60th anniversary, with a message entitled, well, Theodore Epp and Back to the Bible Canada. So, John, as you've uh, gone through this series, have you studied a little bit and listened to Theodore? What are a couple of things that you you go away saying, I know this now about Back to the Bible? Well, you know, Ben, one of the things that has always intrigued me about Back to the Bible is really the enduring nature of this ministry. I mean, there are very few ministries that have as long a history and that have allowed for a succession of Bible teachers, one to follow another, and the program just continues. But, you know, I think the explanation for that's quite simple. Theodore never made it about himself. It was not about that. It was about going back to the Bible. It wasn't called the Theodorette program. It was back to the Bible. And it continues to be back to the Bible. So, uh, believing that God has a word for all of us, that's what this is all about. Thanks so much, John. And we look forward to hearing more from you in just a few minutes. But right now, let's go to Theodore Epp. Without him I could do nothing. Without him I surely God has a specific purpose and plan for every one of you for your life. I do not know how long the Lord Jesus is going to tarry and wait. But he has a plan for you. And it is your business to find out God's plan for you. Don't come to me and ask. Just go to God about it. I could give you plenty of illustrations, and I will. I'll just mention a few uh, from some of the characters of the Bible. Just to show you how God has different plans for different people. You remember when God called Abraham? Come on, Abraham. I want to take you to a country that you don't know anything about. I'm not going to tell you where it is. I'm just going to show you. Just keep going. That was the way God called Abraham. That's not necessarily the way God's going to call you and me. Then remember, God had a special plan for Jacob. Well, Jacob was one of these, uh, I call him self-made men, you know. He always had to make it himself. He had to, he had to acquire it himself. He couldn't wait upon God. He had to do it on his own. And so he couldn't wait on God. And he, he, wanted, he wanted what God wanted him to have. But he wanted to get it right away. It took God 30 years to tame that man down and get him in line. Remember Joseph? Sold, became a slave by his brothers. Wicked, terrible. But you know, God had his plans. He ended up to be the head of the land of Egypt. And then God saw to it that they had a famine and that these brothers had to come there. And when he introduced himself and they were floored, they were wondered now what was coming, he made a statement that shows his character. He said, you meant it for bad. You meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. God had a reason. And you know the reason you could go. I go down the line. Moses, just another illustration. God called him from his birth. You remember the miraculous things connected with his birth. And how he was trained for 40 years in the courts of Egypt. He was to become the pharaoh of the future. Special, All these special trainings. But inside, God kept burdening him with this matter. I'm preparing you to be the man through whom I'm going to deliver and emancipate my people, Israel. And Moses couldn't wait. After about 40 years, he decided this was the time. He presented himself. He presented himself to the people. 
They didn't accept him. He figured they would because they knew his background and all of that. You know what he accomplished? He killed one Egyptian that then fled. That's where God wanted him. For the next 40 years, God trained him personally, intimately. I don't know of any person that possibly had a better intimate personal training than Moses had in the backside of the desert. What Moses had to learn was that it wasn't that God was going to bless his plans, but that he'd better find out what God's plans are. That God was not going to bless your gifts, but God has given you the gifts so that he can use them to his honor and to his glory. Well, I could go on and on and on that way. We've been talking about Joshua. And uh, we saw the different... Now, he had to learn to know his captain and all of those things. And how he had victory in one place and then failure in the next place. Uh, but I want to go on. Uh, Jehoshaphat's just another man like that. Elijah is another one that intrigues me. First uh, Kings 17, 18. And his key word was, obey God. Obey God. God says, Elijah, go there. Elijah went. God says, Elijah, go there. And Elijah went. Two, three times it says, and Elijah went. He did exactly what God had him to do. Now a few words with reference to some basic principles that God has stated for back to the Bible. The message, of course, is clear. It's back to the Bible. It's not politics or issues or denominational doctrine or pet doctrines of some kind. God has his people all picked out. The first person that was ever hired to help in Back to the Bible broadcast is a Moody Bible Institute graduate. And he's already uh, semi-retired. <laughs> that puts me someplace. <laughs> then there are others that, brought, uh, that the Lord brought in. I give you just one. Chief Christian Weiss. We needed a man to head up the missions. I couldn't handle uh, the whole thing. I couldn't do it. And so I said, God, we need a man. I want your man. And uh, I use a process of just writing out all the possibilities and then laying them out before the Lord one by one by one and asking the Lord to pinpoint the details. Yes or no, yes or no. And by elimination, I ended up with G. Christian Weiss. We gave him a call. He turned it down. I went through the process again over a period of a year. Ended up with G. Christian Weiss. We gave him a second call. He turned it down. I was a little discouraged. We tried it again. And I went through the whole process again. Yes, I ended up with G. Christian Weiss again. The man that fitted the job. And I says, God, if he's your man, put it on his heart to do so. And he turned us down the third time. But God had some work to do with G. Christian Weiss. This was over a period of three years. He went over to North Africa. He was the head of a, a great uh, missionary society. And he went over to North Africa to visit one of the fields. And when he came back, uh, lying back in the seat in the, on the plane, one of these old roaring planes before they had the others, uh, he uh, was just waiting. He says, God, if I could just lay this burden upon the hearts of the American people. And you know, he says, what God told me? He says, I've given you three chances. Now go do it. <laughs> That's how simple. God has outlined the methods that we're to use. The methods for financing. Sure, it needs money. But how are you going to finance it? Well, there were all kinds of methods and ways. I read all kinds of uh, uh, books and I read uh, biographies and I read my Bible and so on and so on and so on. And I remember reading uh, George Miller's uh, biography. I said, that's it. Tell nobody. Just tell God. 
So I did. And I got no place. We just kept going backward, backward. Finally, God reprimanded me through a secular radio station manager. He says, why don't you tell the people how you operate? Well, that's the way God finally let us know that that's what he wanted us to do. And so, in other words, uh, uh, it's God's whole doings. There are other miracles. In fact, the Bible is a 30-minute broadcast, not popular. People want five minutes, one minute. But the people that need help need more than that. But God says, through the foolishness of preaching, he's going to do his job. And so God has made that in itself a miracle. Simply uh, putting it on the map, I have set an open door before thee, and no man can shut it. Then uh, I wish just to say that God uses men for that, and uh, all of the ministries of Back to the Bible a broadcast must be viewed as a ministry. The preaching of the word is the, you might say, the hub and the center. Radio is uh, one of the great means. We have others. But music in itself. Brother Wolf sitting down there, he led our music for many, many, many years. And he, he will vouch for this. That the emphasis is, don't sing the song if it doesn't have a message, regardless of how beautiful the melody. It's the message that counts. And the melody is there to enhance the message. Then there are the behind-the-scene people of all kinds. And the follow-up work and so on. Well, I could go on and on. Then I have one more question people ask me. Where are you going to from now? I get, uh, yes, I think I can say hundreds of letters. What's your plan? What's your great plan? Secular people, radio station people, what kind of plans do you have for the future? Now, I do not mean that we just sit there and twiddle our thumb and say, now God says, now you take this step and now, now you take this step. No, no. God lays out some plans for us. But I can't tell you what the real future plans are for the whole future. All I can say is this. Acts 20 verse 24 has been my key verse. Paul was confronted with a similar question. And Paul said, none of these things disturb me. I have but one goal. One goal. Namely, that I might finish my course with joy. Did you get it? That I might finish my course with joy. God has a course laid out for me. And as I said in the beginning, I say now, I feel before the Lord, and this is not a fly-by-night decision, this is not an overnight decision, this is the decision of possibly several years, that this is no doubt my last public ministry. I have finished this part of my course. When Paul wrote his last letter, which he wrote to Timothy, in the last chapter, he admonished Timothy how to carry on and what to do, how to preach the word of God and so on. And then finally he comes with this final great statement. He says, Timothy, I have fought the fight. I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. Truth and Life Today is Back to the Bible Canada's video Bible engagement program that speaks into the culture, current issues, questions of life and faith, and offers a biblical perspective. Recently, we've discussed topics like hell, biblical worship with guest Shane Weeb, issues of suffering and natural disasters, to name just a few. 
And in the days ahead, you'll watch as we consider the legalization of marijuana, the Christian in politics with guest and member of parliament, Ed Fast, and the very current issue of religious freedom with Earl Phillips, executive director of Trinity Western University's proposed law school, and much more. So join us for Truth and Life today, every Monday online on Facebook, YouTube, the Back to the Bible Canada mobile app, and more. And discover the many back programs online as well. For more information or to support programs like Truth and Life Today, call us at 1-800-663-2425 or visit backtothebible.ca. In discussing the history of Back to the Bible, Theodore F. wrote, The first foreign branch office was opened in Canada in January of 1954. Our programs were being released over a few stations in Canada at the time, and within a few months, we were impressed with the dramatic response from friends there, so we decided we should have offices in other parts of the world. Now, from that, it sounds like we at Back to the Bible Canada have been in operation for well over 60 years by now, and yet from our own record check, we find that the ministry was officially registered with the federal government in January of 1967. And furthermore, from the best of our records, March of 1957 marks the earliest record that we have of an airing of Back to the Bible in Canada. Uh, So what accounts for that difference? Well, it is likely that Back to the Bible was heard in Canada from U.S. stations earlier and that some form of office was opened here in this country but that it was not incorporated until much later. Now, given that, the beginnings of the ministry in this country are somewhat vague. From the best of our records, we're going to say that it is now 60 years since we have first officially been heard in this country. And that being said, Epp writes that by 1984, Back to the Bible was heard on 97 stations across Canada. And furthermore, Epp writes that Canadians supported the ministry very quickly so that it was self-sustaining within a year. And eventually, all funds were spent in Canada. And on the mission side, Epp noted that on a per capita basis, Canadians supported the mission projects of this ministry more generously than any other nation, and that includes the U.S. All that to say, Back to the Bible soon became the staple in this country, and it was the success of the ministry of Back to the Bible in Canada that inspired the ministry to open similar offices in England, in France, Sri Lanka, the Philippines, Australia, Jamaica, Italy, Ecuador, and India. And from my understanding, the enthusiasm in which Canadians embraced this Bible teaching ministry was an essential part of inspiring the vision of a worldwide ministry. And so for us at Back to the Bible Canada, we feel that we've been on the ground floor. Theodore App carried on this role from 1939 to 1980, which was a very long run. He was followed by Warren Wearsby, who carried the role of Bible teacher for 10 years, and Woodrow Kroll for the next 23 years. In all those years, Canadians continued to make Back to the Bible a staple, not only in supporting the ministry, but also in listening faithfully, learning their Bible, availing themselves of daily Bible teaching to dig deeply into Scripture, learning to understand it, apply it, live out the gospel. Back to the Bible has always clearly stated that no one can know God unless the God we're talking about is the God who has revealed himself in the Bible. 
In 2014, Back to the Bible Canada made an important decision. Ben Lowell was and is the CEO, Steve Biggerstaff the COO, and they, in consultation and prayer with the board at Back to the Bible Canada, taken from members across the country and out of grateful respect for our brothers in the U.S., it was agreed that the time had come for the ministry in Canada to finally mature, to look for the first ever Canadian Bible teacher and become its own independent ministry, maintaining a loving and brotherly relationship with the U.S. And the reasons for that are important. It's been noted that it is true that there are a great many faithful American ministries that are heard across Canada, and we certainly pray that their impact will continue to be felt into the foreseeable future. Yet we also believe that the time had come for Back to the Bible Canada to allow the voice of a Canadian Bible teacher to be heard from coast to coast. The motivation is love for our country. And we find this motivation deeply rooted in the text of Scripture itself. Bible teachers are agreed that Acts 16 verse 9 is a major turning point in the progress of the Christian faith. It says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, Macedonia, if you look up on a modern-day map, it's the northern part of Greece, and Achaia is the southern part. So when Paul arrived in Neapolis, a city in Macedonia, or in what is now called Kavala, the gospel of Jesus reached European soil for the very first time. Paul had come from Israel, had ministered to the Gentiles in Asia, or what we now call the nation of Turkey, and then something new. Paul journeys for Neapolis, and when he arrives for the first time, a Christian missionary sets his foot on European soil. From Neapolis, he moves to Philippi, the, the most important city in Macedonia, where we witness the first ever European convert to Christ, a businesswoman named Lydia. Now, as time progresses, the Philippian church becomes one of Paul's favorite churches. They enter into a deep partnership with him, praying and strategizing how they might partner with Paul to reach the maximum amount of people for the gospel. And when Paul writes the troubled church in the Greek city of Corinth, which, by the way, is in Achaia, that is, in southern Greece, listen to what he says. And I'm reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. And then he goes on to boast about the strength of their faith and of their willingness to make sacrifices on behalf of the gospel. So when I hear Theodore Epps speak glowingly about Canada, I see that we became a model as to how to expand this ministry globally. And eventually, Paul would write the Roman Christians with, a, with an important comment, and I'm, I'm reading Romans 15.23. But now, since I no longer have any room for work in these regions, and since I have longed for many years to come to you, I hope to see you in passing as I go to Spain. In effect, Paul would eventually come to the conclusion that Asia, Macedonia, and Achaia, all of them, were able to sustain their own ministry, and he was called on. Now, obviously, I'm not making the point that Back to the Bible is a church-planting ministry or, or that Theodore Epp was an apostle, nor that this ministry is preaching the gospel where it has never been heard before. But the principle I find in the Scripture is that eventually, each ministry became self-sustaining. 
self-perpetuating and self-directed with faithful believers taking the lead in declaring the gospel in their region with full accountability for sustaining the gospel in their area. This is precisely what we've done. We believe the day had come for Back to the Bible Canada to take responsibility to make sure that Bible teaching is heard in Canada from coast to coast. And when Ben Lowell first contacted me to take the role of Bible teacher in Canada, I really didn't know what to say. My wife remembers she was a little girl and the radio was on in her home in Saskatchewan. And she also received child literature in the mail from Back to the Bible and faithfully filled it out, learning to, to trust the Word of God. Theater App was a part of the household in which she grew up. She had a deep love for Back to the Bible, and she remembers very clearly the voice of Theodore App. Her parents listened carefully. And from her and from my colleagues at Back to the Bible Canada, and from Back to the Bible Canada board, and from the many faithful listeners and supporters of this ministry, both those who have been doing so for many years and those newly on board who know very little of the history of this ministry, might I personally say how honored I personally feel to have the role that I have. Now, here's what you should know. As we move forward in Back to the Bible Canada, we're not trying to replicate the ministry of Theater App. It is a new day. But the Bible has not changed. And while the time period is different than his, and Canada is surely so very different than rural Nebraska of the 1940s and 50s, yet the urgent need for verse-by-verse Bible teaching remains unaltered. We will always honor our founder. He made it possible for this ministry to be in operation in this country right now. And this is our vision, that as we move forward, we're filled with gratefulness for Theodore Epp, a man whose faith in God's provision kept pushing a daily audio teaching ministry as far as he could take it. I hope you hear that. And so if the Lord wills, and if the Lord should delay his coming, we pray that we may indeed have another 60 years of ministry in this country and that our commitment to the Bible, back to the Bible, would remain unaltered. Lord, so allow this prayer to be answered. John, what a great pleasure it's been to spend this week looking back on Theodore Epp, the history of Back to the Bible Canada. And just a reminder that you can get this entire series on CD for free as our gift to you in celebration if you go to 1-800-663-2425 or visit backtothebible.ca. Back to the Bible Canada, where we teach the Bible. We're so grateful for the incredible support Back to the Bible Canada received during the Believe campaign in December. Your generosity has positioned the ministry well for the beginning of 2018. As you know, the key verse for the campaign was John chapter 1, verse 12. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. This verse represents the heart of this ministry. Bible teaching that draws people of all ages and backgrounds into a deeper walk and standing in Christ. In 2018, we celebrate 60 years of ministry in Canada. It couldn't have happened without you, so we extend our most sincere thanks. And keep an ear open for all the upcoming special activities, programs, and events that will take place throughout the year. 
For more information and to support the ministries of Back to the Bible Canada, call us at 1-800-663-2425 or visit backtothebible.ca.